Shaken, everybody. You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by Christian Randall, a Shrek aficionado, Connor Wood, Starfleet recruit, Justin Porter, aka JP, and Earl Grey, hot. Ah. <laughs> Although I don't like Earl Grey, I really wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> that is one of the references I do understand. <laughs> so, everybody, we're doing Star Shrek. It, we joked about doing it at the end of Starboo Valley, and then it actually happened. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are not on our Discord, let me talk about kind of the process. I underestimated how much geeks love Star Trek, which feels like a weird thing to say. But like, I put up the first poll and Shrek won, and then I was like, okay, I have to put Star Trek in there just for the memes. And there were only two votes that weren't for Star Trek, and even then, those two people also voted for Star Trek. Uh, I... I mean, I guess we're kind of getting into the ideation here. So, I mean, what the heck? Yeah, Why not? Let's, let's just do it. cut out the cruft because I'm sure that some of us have a lot to say about these topics. <laughs> oh, boy, do we ever. Yes. <laughs> so the only Star Trek media that I've actually seen, aside from like the odd video on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, is Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan which I received during a white elephant gift exchange for my marching band. Great movie. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do enjoy that movie. I haven't watched it in several years, but I do love, I mean, Ricardo Montalban, first yes. and foremost, <laughs> is just a phenomenal person. So cool. And I've talked before about my affinity for Freakazoid, in which Ricardo Montalban plays Gutierrez, who is essentially Khan, just in Freakazoid form. <laughs> so that is where like most of my like first person Star Trek knowledge comes from. But I know that, you know, Captain Picard likes his tea Earl Grey hot and the replicator can never get it quite right. I know that tribbles exist. Mm -hmm. um, I know that the holodeck is a thing. In fact, my dad, okay, so my dad is a huge Trekkie. Yeah. When I was growing up, I remember it being his favorite TV show. Like when we were doing laundry, like the laundry would get done and we would all sit in various places around our family room and we would have Star Trek up on the TV and my dad would toss clothes to each of us kids and then we would all fold them up while we were watching Star Trek. But I was a young child and I remember nothing from those experiences. <laughs> but I was having lunch with my dad just this past Friday and he likes to keep up to date with what we're doing for the podcast. And I was like, yeah, we're doing Star Trek. And I told him that I don't remember anything about Star Trek. And he was like, okay, here's what you need to know. Yeah. And it was a passing down the mantle from father to son kind of <laughs> moment. So that's most of where my knowledge of Star Trek is coming from. I did have the thought like, you know, with the previous two campaigns, I actually went out and I watched Ghostbusters to refresh my memory. And I watched Pride and Prejudice so I could understand what all the stuff was. But there's just so much Star Trek and I felt very <laughs> overwhelmed. So instead, I decided to take the stance of belligerent ignorance. Awesome. I, I refuse to watch any Star Trek for this campaign. <laughs> and I'm just going to go based off of the stuff that I know. But the, the wonderful thing about improv and group mind is that the deficiencies of one can be made up for to some degree by the proficiencies of another. And I know that we have one person very, very specifically here who is very, very, very into Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's JP. <laughs> yeah. Yep. More on that in a moment, which I do. I do want to share just like a thing about doing live improv. Every so often you run into that situation on stage. And that's even worse because <laughs> sometimes you'll be playing an improv game where you have to say the name of Peter Dinklage in order to win the improv game. And you have no idea who Peter Dinklage is, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So this, this is a 
much milder version of that because I'm not doing it live in front of a few dozen people. Just as a hypothetical example, right? <laughs> Just as a hypothetical example. Right. Now, Shrek, on the other hand, I feel like I do have a pretty good understanding of. It's one of the earliest distinct movie memories I have. There's a lot of things I don't remember from my childhood, but I do remember being at my grandma's house in like 2001, I believe, is when it was initially released, maybe late 2000. Yeah, mm -hmm. 2001. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like a seven, eight-year-old kid. I've got this little puzzle box from a vending machine. I'm sitting there just doing this puzzle box over and over watching Shrek. Grand old times. Shrek 2. I remember like we got that on DVD and it was constantly on repeat in the background while I was looking at Nintendo DSs on eBay, hoping that I could con my parents into letting me get one. <laughs> now... The thing that is most special about Shrek to me is a little thing on YouTube called Shrek Retold. Yes, I knew it was going to come up. Yeah, so once upon a time, there was a whole bunch of people on the internet who said, we're going to remake Shrek shot for shot, but we're not going to do it in a homogenous style. So you sit down and it starts out and you're watching a live action sort of like music video of a very smooth kind of indie cover of All Star by Smash Mouth. And then the next thing you know, it's kind of this surreal 3D claymation-ish thing. And the next thing you know, it's a very full-throated anime sort of thing. <laughs> and then there's just like two guys doing stand-up riffs, wearing <laughs> weird costumes. It's a, such a very weird thing that exists out there in the world, but I'm very glad it does. Mm -hmm. I've seen it three different times on three different occasions. The first time was with Connor and our friend Scott, who wrote our theme song. Yeah! The second time was with Christian McKenna, and the third time was with my brother. Awesome. <laughs> and I just love it so much. It's such a great bit of the internet that exists. I'm not sure I can recommend to everybody that they go and watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But if, if you are a very particular type of weird, then I think you'll get a real kick out of it. It's very fun. Very, very fun. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to talk about for my understanding of these two properties. Uh, let's go to our friend JP so that you can talk about the areas that you are familiar with that I am not maybe so familiar with. All right. So, okay. <laughs> so Star Trek, I always hear about, first off, just thinking about how you said your dad was a Trekkie. I always hear about people say that their parents or their dads were Trekkies and stuff. My dad mm -hmm. was not. My dad did not like, what? I'm surprised he likes Star Wars at all. And cause like, I don't remember him ever, like he'll watch it and stuff. But he was, you know, he was into like sports and stuff. And I didn't, that didn't rub <laughs> off on me at all. Like I'll watch it, but whatever. But um, no, so I didn't get into Star Trek. I love Star Wars growing up. Um, I remember trying to watch an episode of Star Trek and thinking, they have lasers, they have guns. Why aren't they using them? You know, and stuff because it's just like Star Trek's very different from Star Wars in the in a sense. So I didn't, I never watched it growing up. Anyway, to cut to 2009 Star Trek. Mm. We went as a group at college, and I thought, whatever, I'll go see it. And I fell in love with it. I was just like, this was the greatest thing ever. So then that turn prompted me to go watch the original series and then to go watch uh, Next Generation and stuff. And I just fell in love with Star Trek. As an adult, it made so much more sense to me than it did as a kid. And so, like, I love Star Trek. And I would, there's, my father-in-law has Paramount Plus, which has got all the Star Treks and the new Star Treks that are coming out. Strange New Worlds is probably the best Star Trek I've ever seen. Because it's nice. like, it, if you had taken the 60s Star Trek, which is, like, all about, like, you know, current events and stuff, except told in Star Trek, except take that 
and then make it today and then that's exactly what it is and that's it's just it's mind-blowing i love that show very cool <laughs> so anyway so i love star trek and uh i love shrek as well i remember um when that first came out which fun fact that's the first time they had the academy awards for best animated feature that's the first time they opened it up and that's the first one that won nice so that was awesome but i remember i just remember th- watching it and thinking this is the funniest thing ever because i was like i don't know 12 or 13 or something and they're swearing in it but like they're they're cutting on the the edge of like oh it's a swear word but he's really talking about a donkey and stuff like that <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Just the things they got away with in that movie it was so <laughs> funny and um yeah so i loved that movie and then i've never seen the fourth one but i've seen the second one a bunch of times it's a funny movie and i i love shrek i like love shrek so this is i'm excited for this because and it's going to be hard because there's so many ways i can go with this but I think I have, oh, just which way we're going. I don't know. It's new for all of us here. Yeah, man. I love the history of Shrek. I mean, it's so great that it was the first one to win Best Animated Picture Mm -hmm. because of just like all the ways in which it was a deliberate middle finger to Disney. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Lord Farquaad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest adult joke in that movie is his name. And just like, I love the subtle ways that, you know, Shrek sang it in a Scottish accent and then the pig sang it in a German accent and the subtle ways in which you can really get this joke across without (laughs) explicitly saying it. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's go over to Connor. Why not? Oh, man. So these are both things that sit in a very specific part of my heart. I am not nearly as well versed in Star Trek as I am in some of the other like sort of fandoms I find myself drowning in. Uh, because ADHD, (laughs) but I do really like Star Trek. Um, The thing that has always fascinated me the most about it is sort of the foundation of the science of the world. Um, It it feels more akin to like a magic system almost uh, because of how strict Starfleet is with some of their rules and some of the threats they go against, like the Borgs. And I I think the world at large is so cool Uh, and I also think watching old Star Trek specifically around Leonard Nimoy and and William Shatner's like peak is so funny. Yeah. William Shatner is one of the best and the worst actors that has ever been on camera and I love him so much. Um, so Ned, you mentioned you took the approach that the, the what I would consider the high road which is just kind of We'll, we'll get there when we get there of avoiding Star Trek media. Uh-huh. I, I did something similar, but only watched William Shatner compilations on YouTube for about <laughs> two hours um, in preparation for this. And man, it's I've got such a deeper appreciation for the, the, the characters. Uh, he, when he's stressed, sometimes he'll just like move his crew members aside and go, Ah! Ah! It's awesome. Um, now I want to... So that's my piece on... Okay, and I love Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Um, a non-ironically incredible movie. Yeah. So I'm going to pivot for a minute and get over to some of my favorite Shrek media. Ned, you already touched base on Shrek Reborn, which is, yes, pretty much my favorite Shrek thing that exists. Uh, the next thing that is my absolute favorite that isn't quite... Like, I don't know. I don't think of it as much as a Shrek sequel, even though it is. But Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Mm. it is unbelievable how good that movie is. I can't believe that that a secondary character who was just kind of a little meme bot for the longest time had one of the best animated pictures of the last decade. So anyway, great movie. I loved that. 
Uh, very, very fun. I like Shrek and I like Star Trek. Nice. Wait up. Yeah. Well, I didn't actually go out of my way to watch any Star Trek stuff. I mean, we all know that our phones listen to us when we're not expecting them to listen to us. <laughs> and so, like, on my Instagram search page, I have been getting Star Trek stuff lately. Naturally. And it gave me the video of Patrick Stewart doing the A, you're adorable, B, you're so beautiful, <laughs> like the whole boater hat and cane thing. It's so good. That was pretty great. I love that guy. Man, Patrick Stewart, holy frick. Like, if you haven't watched his rendition of Macbeth with the Royal Shakespeare Company. Mm. Go do that. It's so friggin' good. Oh, he's brilliant. He is a gem. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely beside the point. <laughs> Christian, <laughs> talk to us about what you got going on. I'll start with Star Trek. Um, the strongest memory I have of what I would say classic Star Trek, you know, before the the reboot in, what was that, 2008? 2009. 2009, yeah. I used to live in a little tiny town in North Dakota, and we lived in this hundred-year-old farmhouse. Everything was rickety and creaky. The TV was very small, but we had, for some reason, a bunch of Star Trek, I think all the Star Trek movies on VHS. And the one that always stuck out to me was the one where they went back in time to save the whales. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> Star Trek Four. Star Trek Four. <laughs> right. It's the even-numbered ones. The even-numbered ones are the good ones. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree, yeah. It's so fun because you don't see it, especially nowadays. One of the things I think that makes Star Trek stand out is the fact that they take the opposite of a dystopian approach to mm. the future. Mm -hmm. Like, especially nowadays, everything, if it's set in the future, it's a dystopian. Yeah. We've got Hunger Games. We've got Maze Runner. We've got Divergent. City of Bones. City of, yeah. Like, they're all... It, the world is going to be horrible, and it's up to some teenager to save it. That's what <laughs> that's what the stories are now. Mm -hmm. But Star Trek was, you know, we had hard times in our past. We finally came together, and we did the right thing, and we helped everybody out. There's no more poor people. There's no more sick people. We've fixed everything, and we've, we've got a utopia society, and now we're just out there just exploring and helping people when we come across them. So like that is one of my favorite things about Star Trek. That being said, I am not as familiar as I am with, you know, other nerdy things like mm -hmm. like Connor was saying. I definitely I know my Pokemon better, I know my Legend of Zelda better, but Star Trek is so permeated through our pop culture. Like even if you haven't seen a lot of the original stuff, you've seen so many references to it, you can connect the dots. Yeah. <laughs> As for my true passion in this here mashup. <laughs> Let's go. I was waiting for it. Oh, what to say about Shrek. Life-changing. I mean, I own a physical copy of the original, like of the Shrek storybook. Wow. Oh. The children's book. This last year I was running a uh, after-school theater camp with the Boys and Girls Club here. And I read them. I had to, you know, I had to cut a few words because you think the movie swears. <laughs> um, this children's book is amazing. It's so bizarre. You definitely can tell the movie was inspired by the book, but they're definitely, they're each individual pieces of media. But I remember growing up, anytime I was homesick from school and I was legitimately sick and not just faking it to get out of school, <laughs> I, had, I had either one of two movies playing on repeat. I either had A Knight's Tale or Shrek. And I can still, in my head, hear the ringing of Eddie Murphy as Donkey on the DVD menu, jumping up and down saying, ooh, pick me, pick me, over here, play the movie. <laughs> so like, it's so ingrained in my soul. Uh, in fact, in college, I was taking a film class 
and the professor did not appreciate my appreciation for films and the way I went about it. <laughs> my final paper, we had to write, we had like, I think write about our top five, maybe 10 favorite movies and like that. And Shrek is inarguably, I put it at the top of my list every time. I wrote a whole paper on it and how amazing, because it, it is, it's inarguably a great movie. Solid film. It's so yeah. good. I mean, it's the, so good. It's And it's such a, like a genre bender. I mean, it, it took the whole animated world and flipped it on its head. And mm -hmm. There's a reason that it won that first award. It's just such a great movie. Yeah, um, I'm so sorry. I don't normally footnote, but something I forgot to mention, I know I've brought up my Insomnia movies before. Shrek and Ice Age were my big two when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. uh, when I couldn't sleep, the first Shrek was on loop. That's so awesome. Just wanted to end there. Yeah, but Shrek, I mean, just already it's a mash. I mean, Shrek is a mashup. Mm -hmm. Fairy tale uh, with rock and roll and vulgarity with mike myers basically with yeah. mike myers yeah one thing you were talking about during the star trek bit did remind me of this really cool video uh if any of you have watched the vfx artists react series by corridor digital on youtube mm -hmm. there was one episode where they got adam savage of mythbusters fame to <laughs> sit down on the couch and talk with them and he famously worked for Industrial Light and Magic back in the day, the company that did the effects for Star Wars, and he worked on The Matrix and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. And listening to him break down the visual styles, like the differences between Star Wars and Star Trek, and how the visual design, like the way that they construct their ships, says so much about like the state of the world that they exist in. It's really cool. I definitely recommend you go check that out. Nice. Dig it. Uh, well, I suppose that does it for our ideation. So now it's time to make some characters. Woo! And let's go alphabetically by first name. Why not? Christian, you got any ideas for us? Oh, well, it, and this is something, I guess we don't, we don't normally talk about building the world before we build the characters. It just sort of happens. Uh, sometimes we do. Do we want to... Unless we have like people who already have their character ideas a bit more fleshed out. I, I got one, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll go I'll go last if the other people already have some ideas for characters, because I'm still up in the air depending on how the team is gonna look. Okay, let's go reverse alphabetical order by name. <laughs> uh JP, let's start with you. All right. Well, I was thinking I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what are we doing? More Star Trek, Star Wars, or Star Trek or Shrek? Um, and I'm doing both. So <laughs> I'm, I've decided, like I said, I've only seen the first two Shreks, but I'm going to go Prince Charming, <laughs> but he's a Star Trek officer. All right. <laughs> officer Charming? Yeah. So Officer Charming. So I'm going to say he's um, a, a red shirt though. Oh, Ooh. whoa. Low Officer Charming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. He's a, he's a red shirt. So... Typically, red shirts are um, security and mechanics and stuff like that. And things tend to happen to them within the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> yes, and they're also typically the ones that die. So um, I'm going with the red shirt, and I'm saying he's he's more of the mechanical side, but um, engineering, that's what the word I'm looking for, engineering. He's an engineering officer. I just love this juxtaposition of Prince Charming, the most haughty, high and mighty character from that movie, yeah, right? suddenly put into this low status. Oh my gosh. Uh, what do we think might be a good high concept aspect for Officer Charming? Oh, I didn't think about high concept. I thought about my trouble. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, let's start with the trouble then. My trouble is I'm too sexy for my shirt. Um, <laughs> that's rough, dude. <laughs> too sexy for my red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the struggle. <laughs> so I, I I was thinking there's like, there's so many ways I could go with that. You know, the fact that he thinks he's too sexy for everything. And then the, also the thing that he might take off his shirt. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what's kept him alive so long. Dude, I forgot about that American Idol bit that they had yeah. at the end of oh, the movie. That's so, so good. good. 
the cover of I Need a Hero is like amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess my high concept, I'll just go like, I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. Oh, yes. That's awesome. He's working. Yeah. All right. Now, oh shoot, I forgot to get audience aspects for this campaign. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just kind of look through some of the comments yeah. from the Discord. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. McKenna, give us some hi- some uh, audience suggestions. McKenna's an audience for this one. <laughs> yes, McKenna, come save, save our, the our butts here. Star Shrek, give us a couple audience suggestions. I actually do have layers you want to see. Dang. Okay. That's actually really good for this character. Is that too dark? That's really good. A home run on the first swing. I Not think... a miss from McKenna. Yeah. If you need more, you let me know. I'm just making grocery lists. <laughs> JP, what do you think? What? Uh, yeah, I'll take that one. Okay, uh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have just messaged the Discord asking for some aspect suggestions. Hey-oh. Hopefully we get some responses soon. Uh, now let's talk about a stunt for Officer Charming. Something cool once per session you can do or a cool piece of equipment that you have. I'm going to say something cool I can do is kind of goes with the engineering thing is I can just fix things. Um, I, I'm good at my, what I do. I can, I can fix things. So I don't know what you would call that, but how about you call it? If, if I may make a suggestion. Yeah. Make a suggestion. A quantum spanner. Quantum spanner. There we go. So a sonic screwdriver, but not. <laughs> Don't yeah. mind my reaching out to different genres. We're just that works. <laughs> hey, space is space. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now let's pop over to Connor. What you got in mind for us? Yes. All right. My name is William Katner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from from Spain, as you can tell from my accent <laughs> that I am using right now. Wait. I'm sorry. Was William Shatner supposed to have an accent in Star Trek? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, uh, no. <laughs> so, in a little of a Spanish accent, which I can't do for multiple reasons, I'm gonna do uh, just William Shatner impression when I, I don't know, when I can. It's probably not gonna be very good. We'll see. But yes, William Katner. I love it. It's all coming together. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the perfect combination. It's all coming together. So, what's some stuff about William Katner that we could distill into a nice high concept aspect? I'd like to talk about transporter accidents for just a moment. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) The way transporters work, the whole beam me up Scotty thing, is this, this beam comes down and dematerializes its target, which in a scientific kind of way in universe is a pretty atomically vicious process. So there are accidents that can happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of these accidents that comes to mind is, you know, your target can appear totally normal back on the ship, but then there's a part of them now, which is an alternate version of themselves that goes to an alternate universe and they are in some weird hexscape. Mm -hmm. Now what I'd like to do in my little accident is, and this is my high concept, there are two of us. Oh. There are two of us. All right. Does one of them have a, a, a goatee? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Which, that's a, a reference to the episode where uh, they do that, and then Spock has the goatee, and he's evil Spock. Mm. Right, right. Man, for a second, I was hoping you were going to go Zaphod Beeblebrox with this and just have two heads <laughs> on the same body. No, no, no. There's just two of us. So that said, uh, he's the pilot and the gunner. Okay. Nice. Which, real quick, I just do need to specifically say that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is my favorite star. Trek movie because they told me in the Discord that I couldn't say that. Uh. So I'm just going on record as saying that. Get him. Okay, so there are two of us. Yes. Okay, 
Now, uh, what's something that gets William Katner in trouble on occasion? Sometimes he can feel like something's missing, so he'll get a little distracted mid-task. And that something that's missing is literally half of himself. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very cat sort of thing, getting yes. distracted mid-task. Yeah, four and a half lives of, of his lives are elsewhere. Mm. Okay, I just need to say, we've started getting some suggestions coming in. Uh -huh. And one of them is the same one that McKenna just gave us. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> Shrek fans, man. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just big brains. All right, so our trouble, I'm missing something. Now we're going to grab just the first three suggestions that we've got here in the Discord and you can choose between these. Let's go. I'm an ogre, not a doctor. <laughs> Captains have layers and compensating for something. So I'd like to take, I'm an ogre, not a doctor and just switch that with cat. <laughs> That works for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm a cat, not a doctor. Because you said you're the doctor and the pilot. Is that what it was? I'm I'm the pilot and the gunner. Pilot and the gunner. Okay. On the rare, the rare occasion we actually use our guns. <laughs> All right. That's the goatee half. He's He's got that. <laughs> All right. And now the last thing we need for you is a stunt or piece of equipment. Double down. Oh. Which is uh, going to be, we, we both focus on the same task. Oh, uh, you, you, you both go to KFC together and get That's a delicious right. chicken sandwich made of nothing but chicken. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't had one of those in a long time. They're good. I'm not going to lie. I got a KFC up the road and it's worth the toilet time. Anyway, <laughs> double, double down. <laughs> double down. All right. That is William Katner. And that brings us to Christian. Do you have an idea yet? I think I do. And I kind of see where this is heading. It seems like we are going to be on a ship. You know, we've got the position. So I got an idea. My name, we'll start off with that, is Seymour. Last name, B-U-T-Z. Oh, Seymour Butts. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Um, I'm taking the, the Farquad place. Perfect. <laughs> um, and that's uh, Captain Butts to, to those who are asking. Captain Seymour Butts. Captain Seymour Butts. We have, we have a captain. <laughs> now, what do you think would be a nice high concept aspect for Captain Butts? Captain Butts. Um, boy, howdy. I'm, I'm making mistakes already. <laughs> um, no, I, I think high concept should be something like cracking more than jokes. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> toot, toot. Oh, boy. Sound the horn. Cracking, see more butts. I love it. It's because you're cracking the whip. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and make, you know, whipping that crew into shape, making sure everybody's staying on task. <laughs> staying on the butt standard. Perfect. <laughs> All right, now what's something that gets Captain Butts in trouble? Other than the fact that he's cracking more than jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he is actually a... Romulan. Oh. And they're traditionally seen as the, the bad, bad guys. guys. Mm. Yeah. And he's trying to turn that around and be the first Captain Romulan in Starfleet. Awesome. Is he a disguise or is he just like, it's it's me. Let your freak flag fly. Yeah, no, he's he's straight up, he is proud of his Romulan heritage. Awesome. So we're dritzed but Romulan here. <laughs> Maybe that's what we call the trouble, dritzed but Romulan. <laughs> I like it. I'll take it. All right, and now we're going to get some audience suggestions, which are coming in hot and fast now. <laughs> patrons coming in clutch right now. Shout out to the patrons. Good job. Yes, <laughs> always shout out to the patrons. Okay, here's the ones. Ooh, there's so many good ones here. Which ones to choose from? Uh, get out of my ship. Get out of my ship. <laughs> uh, the next one, we'll go with Hungry Like the Wharf. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. That's actually mm -hmm. really good. <laughs> and let's go with... 
short king why not <laughs> excellent oh i mean here's the thing do i lean into the whole lord farquaad bit being a short guy and short romulan i love it <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little guy ah <laughs> uh, i kind of ooh, these are all good as a real-life short king, I think I'll take the short king. Yeah. <laughs> really leaning into that Farquaad situation. He dons the crown. <laughs> and the last thing we need for you is a stunt. Man, these audience suggestions are still coming in. They're still good. They're so good. Oh, man. Uh, a stunt. You know what? I may take an audience suggestion and just reskin it as a, as a stunt. That's cool. Yeah, go for it. I, I am a Romulan, but I think I'm going to take my stunt hungry like the wharf <laughs> and uh, i can use that to either eat my way through a problem or take in a lot of information you know anything that you can describe as having a voracious appetite i can use that to solve the problem nice and with that i think that's everything we've got for our characters here oh boy i'm excited with that, let's go ahead and get into this adventure here in the world of Star Shrek. <laughs> Space, the final frontier. <laughs> Already love it. I leave this as my last will and testament to whichever captain comes after me upon my untimely death, which will certainly happen out here in the cold expanses of space. <laughs> Stardate, don't know it, forgot. Too many numbers, didn't want to write it down. <laughs> it's been a long time since the far, far away system was destroyed by beings from beyond the darkness. How long ago? Don't know, forgot, haven't been keeping track. <laughs> but we managed to get this big old hunk of junk together, took my entire swamp and crafted it into a, a grand starship somehow. <laughs> Don't ask how it worked, it just did. And now here we are floating through space. Oh, they kidnapped so many people that were dear to us. Maybe Fiona's out there somewhere. Maybe I'll find her someday. Anyway, this whole thing is a piece of junk. Don't know how it's flying, but somehow we're surviving. Maybe, maybe I'll make it long enough to see all those people that we lost. Captain Shrek signing off. <laughs> I love it. That was great. <laughs> and with that, I, I click the recorder off and I... <sighs> I listen to that every morning <laughs> and it just makes my heart feel happy knowing that we've come from such noble roots. <laughs> and uh, then I go ahead and I do a big stretch and I go. I get up and I start my daily routine. I grab the bone of my forefathers uh, and I go ahead and I start brushing my teeth with it. <laughs> Uh, I take the, the claws of a great beast that I killed in my youth, and I use that to comb my hair back. <laughs> Slip on my, I believe it's a yellow shirt. Yep, yep, Captain. Mm -hmm. um, at, at your door, you hear... Hi? Oh. <laughs> Scratch, scratching at the door again. I go ahead and I open up the door. You want in, or do you want out? <laughs> Good morning, Captain. I want in. <laughs> I go ahead and I let him in. <laughs> Captain, morning report. I saw an asteroid. Oh! We saw several more asteroids this morning. Nothing else to report. Captain, would you like some warm cream? Do you have a mustache on right now, or wh what's your facial hair look like? Uh, it's a milk mustache. I'm halfway through the cream that I just offered you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So I guess I, I need to figure out now which one of you has a mustache, the gunner or a goatee? Yeah, he's he's got the goatee. Uh, I cur uh, well, d William Katner has the milk mustache. We, we can call him Leonard Cat Toy if you want to <laughs> yeah. refer to number two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> number two is Leonard Cat Toy. Okay. Yeah, William Katner is number one. So Leonard Cat Toy is the, the evil gunner and William Katner <laughs> is the good pilot? Yeah, I don't think he's inherently evil. He just has a evil looking goatee. But we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, he might be evil. We'll find out. Cool. So anyway, um, uh, besides that, business as usual. Uh, no readings outside of the ordinary, and unfortunately, no signs of any of the long since disappeared captives. Oh, well, I appreciate the morning report. I'll have a few drops of that cream if you don't mind. Absolutely. May I play with the intestine hanging off your desk? Oh, you know, I keep it there just for you. Thank you, Captain. All of a sudden, you hear like the like the beeping saying that there's a, a message for the captain. I walk over to the wall, and because this is the way that it is, it's basically just like an inner house intercom, and I just press the button. <laughs> oh, captain. I, <laughs> office charming. I just gotta let you know that the asteroid has hit our ship, and that we're losing oxygen down here. I do a very slow turn to look at William Katner as he's playing with the intestines. Apologies, sir. Leonard Cattoy was supposed to be manning the gun and shooting any asteroids that were too close. <laughs> he may be taking a catnap. Well, such is the way. All right, everyone, battle stations. Battle stations for the rocks. And I scamper off to uh, the wheel. Yeah, the wheel. I should be at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, wanna, I want to have one of those great shots as I'm walking towards the helm. <laughs> really low angle to make me look tall um, and then I'll go ahead and I'll like I'll climb up into the captain's seat and settle down awesome an Al Pacino shot yeah and while you guys are up in the bridge which is reconstructed from Shrek's tree that he lives inside of <laughs> naturally uh, we're gonna go down to the engine rooms where Officer Charming, the three little pigs are just rushing around like chickens with their heads cut off. Oh no, we have to go and so we, have, we need to divert energy to the shields. Oh, this is so terrible. <laughs> and they're just like running around grabbing tools, trying to get stuff in place. <laughs> and one of them turns to you and is like, uh, where's the captain and the pilot? Uh, what, how is them being up in the bridge going to help us with our problems down here? <laughs> I don't know, but why did they make the engine room like the outhouse? It's really just like ugh, gross <laughs> down here and everything yes everything about our job stinks it's terrible <laughs> all right reroute the energy to the dilithium or get the dilithium crystals and start fixing everything up here we got to make sure that the engine works <laughs> all right uh let's go ahead and have you oh gosh the, the thing we forgot to do for our characters oh, was give yeah. ourselves approaches <laughs> The stats! Uh, it's the unimportant part. The stats, baby! <laughs> oh, man, this is a mess. This is such a mess. Okay. I love it. Uh, Officer Charming, what would you say is your plus three approach? Flashy. Okay, let's have you roll with Clever, I think. Okay, Clever's and number. And listeners, this is like, in, in the book, they say if you want to figure out your stats as you go, you're fine. So this is all this is all kosher. This is great. Love it. We're just playing fate, y'all. Yeah, we're just playing fate. All right, so let's roll some dice for Clever. 
I got a plus two. All right. So yeah, you're able to find the crystals and you're putting them in a couple locations. And this whoever built this thing, well, we know who built this thing. It was Captain Shrek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he did a not very good job of actually like making this an easy ship to work on. And so you're able to find the crystals and you're like, okay, I know that there are three different places that I need to put these crystals, but I can never remember where exactly they are. So with that success, you're able to find one of them, but the other two are still as yet to be seen. Uh, but the oxygen is leaking out. Uh, so I am going to have the heartless expanse of space <laughs> attack you with forceful. How would you like to defend? Um, I'm going to take off my shirt. <laughs> yeah, seduce space. <laughs> Like, wrap it around your face to hold the air in. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's have you defend with flashy, I guess. Okay. Because it's certainly not clever. <laughs> this is putting the flash in flashy. Oh, I got a plus two. <laughs> All right. The cold expansive space only got a plus one. Yes. So you don't take any damage this time around. Uh, let's have you roll with careful to see if you can navigate your way around the three little pigs as they are trying to do whatever they can, but get, just getting in your way terribly. I got a straight zero. hey -o. Yep, that's no good. You think you're about to find the second one and you trip over one of the three little pigs Ooh. and go sprawling to the floor. <laughs> your shirt slips off your face just a little bit. Let's have you, how would you like to defend against the, the cold, heartless expanse of space? <laughs> I'm going to get out uh, my phaser and start trying to weld the, the thing shut. Okay, that seems pretty clever. Now, the space is going to be rolling with an extra plus one because of the time difference there. Well, I got a plus four. Ooh, Ooh it only got a plus two this time. All right. So yeah, you're able to successfully weld up this one portion of the hull. Uh, real quick, back up on the bridge. While your mechanic is suffocating to death down below decks, what are you guys doing up here? William is just looking at these these different screens like, yep, things look pretty bad down there. But Leonard Catoy is actually asleep in the lower decks, so he's probably going to wake up and be like, oh, what's, what's going on? Oh, I'm supposed to be on the guns. Oh. <laughs> so he's going to run towards like the source of the sirens and probably help out in a sec. All right. So we'll give him some time to get into his battle stations. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Butts begins barking out orders. All right, team. Go ahead and map me a course to the nearest planet with habitable air. <laughs> We're going to land this baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah, William, you turn to your navigators, the three blind mice. And <laughs> they turn to you with Jordy LaForge visors <laughs> over their eyes. And I'm trying to remember, they've got like kind of Cockney accents, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Cockney. Yeah. And one of them turns to you and says, all right, navigator, pilot. What's what are we? What's the the title that I'm supposed to use here? Um, for for the pilot? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Oi, uh, cat guy, cat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why we're working together because you try to eat us every single time we get into the office together. I do. You look delicious. Helmsman. 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 I'm the Helmsman. Helmsman. You look delicious. I'm sorry. Helmsman <laughs> Katna. We found a very large, large thing out in space. There. Do you think it could be a planet? Hey. Yeah. I look at it with my cat eyes. That's a planet! <laughs> and I uh, I steer the ship towards that. I think I can do that. That's my job. I probably know how to do that. All right. Yeah. Go ahead and roll to overcome with quick. Great. Oh, yeah. So that is going to be a plus five. Oh, oh nice. Wowza. Yeah. Whoa. We're going right towards that planet. <laughs> Engaging hyperdrive. Woo! All right. Warp drive. 
Warp drive. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> Potato tomato. It's space. We're, we're going plaid. <laughs> the hyper warp drive. We got this. <laughs> well done, Hemsman Katner. So back down under the decks in the engine room, you hear the engines start whining, and you're like, oh, snap. The crystals aren't in place. <laughs> uh, how would you like to uh, try and get the crystals in there before the hyperdrive consumes you down here below deck? The warp drive. The hyper warp, the the hyper warp drive is what we're calling it now. The hyper warp drive. The yes. busted drive. The, oh, the hyper warp drive seems to be overloading. Um, uh, the engine room is taking too much heat. Too much heat. We're losing oxygen. Quick, pigs. Let's get out of here. As you go rushing out, two of the other pigs go rushing out with you, and you hear the door slam behind you, and one of the three little pigs is waiting behind <gasps> this glass door oh, no. and looks at you and says, one of us has to stay behind to save the ship. Don't worry. And he puts his hoof oh, no. up on the window no. with the two no. bits of the hoof yep. spread. <laughs> and he says, the needs of so many outweigh the needs of the fuel. No. All so fun. And I put my hand up against the, the window too. Oh, you were so brave, little pig, and now you're bacon. <laughs> <laughs> is the pig wearing a red shirt? Of course. Yes. He is definitely wearing a red shirt. Oh, oh no. yeah, we're all oh, red yeah. shirts because we're down there. He <laughs> says, at least I will go out crispy. <laughs> and he reaches into like one of the emergency bays and grabs some crystals and goes rushing in to put them in the right locations. And he says, run, you beautiful fools. Uh, you will be remembered, I swear. Oh, is my shirt in there? Oh, well, no worries. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And so you go rushing and you bump into Leonard Cattoy as he's rushing on his way towards the guns. I've got bed head, but like just on the little goatee. <laughs> I've got to get to the guns to finish shooting the debris. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> All right. The two little pigs uh, continue rushing along with you up towards the bridge. That felt really sad now that I said it out loud. <laughs> as soon as they get through the door, I turn to them and I say, Pork! Beans! Where's your brother, Chris P? <laughs> oh, Chris P. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. <laughs> he died doing what he loved, saving other people at the expense of himself. <laughs> no! Captain, we have run out of dilithium crystals. The the officer, Chris P, has uh, saved our bacon, so to speak. But um, we might have to get some before we can hyper-warp dri hyper drive anywhere else. We'll have to go mining at this planet we're landing on. Take us down, Helmsman Katner. Aye, aye. Should we get the um, the transport? I'll get that ready for us. Yes. So we don't have to drive the ship to the planet. We'll just transport down. Sweet. We'll just stay in orbit. We need a landing party, Captain. You need to choose somebody. Choose people to come down with us. Officer Charming, you come with us. Helmsman Katner, you and your cat toy come too. <laughs> and he, he fixes his goatee because it's still a little weird. And... If we're gonna go down looking for more dilithium crystals, we better bring the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Are they wearing red shirts? Because we're gonna need some red shirts on this planet. All seven of them. Oh, thank yes. goodness. And so as you come out of hyper warp drive, you look to see the planet that you have stumbled on and see that's not round, that's a cube. <gasps> oh, oh no. That's a really big cube uh, that we've stumbled upon. It might be the Borg. <gasps> that doesn't look good. And you see the communication screen start flashing with an incoming call. Uh, ah. Communications officer Pinocchio. Yeah. 
put them through. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says, I know how to do my job. And his nose extends and pushes the button to pushes the button to let the communication come through. Whoa. And you see a big, imposing looking chair with the back towards you, and you hear a voice coming from the other side saying, Well, well, more people out here in this sector. What a surprise. And it begins to turn slowly towards you, and you see a lock of black hair in kind of a little bob. Oh. A little bit further down on the chair than you would have expected. Oh. And the voice continues, Captain Butts, I've heard tell about you, but there is only room for one short king in this sector. <sighs> and you see the figure fully turns to face you, and the face of Lord Farquaad, marred by electronics on one side, smiles at you through the screen. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, I thought love was something. Oh, boy. Well, listeners, this is off to such a smooth start. Man, the one moment that I really wish we could have had video for this was when McKenna appeared in the back of Christian's camera just shaking her head. <laughs> At his immaculate accent. It's very good. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's a very good, perfect accent. I will not listen to her. And I, I can promise you it's going to stay consistent. Oh, yeah. Just like Bart the Keen's voice stayed consistent. Yeah. Just like all my characters. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, everybody, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks especially to our patrons for pulling us out of a pretty rough spot there. Keeping the imp and imp tab. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to Improv Tabletop. We'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of Star Shrek. Dun, da, 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 da. <laughs> if you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Why wouldn't you want more of this? If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even leave us a review. We would be as happy as a mechanic who went out knowing that he was saving his friends. If you go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us there, maybe you want to talk with me about how incredibly and immaculately prepared I was for this campaign. <laughs> Don't be afraid to reach out. Now it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. Woo Today we're shouting out Michael Sear, the founding patron, yeah. along with Sammy Ryan and Sarah Martin. Yeah! I like, I like all those guys. Yeah, Connor, uh, this is the first time you've been here for the shout outs for good old Sarah. Would yeah. you like to develop some? Um, lore for these patrons in the Star Trek universe? I would absolutely love to do so. Uh, Sarah is my girlfriend. We've been dating for almost two years. <laughs> oh. uh, we're extremely in love. She just got her dream job over at the Chattahoochee Nature Center. Ooh. I'm so extremely proud of her. She's a big, big listener here at MTAB. Uh, so I'm sure she would like to say hello. She loves you all. Shout out to Sarah. She brings so much positivity and joy to my life. And she's epic and cool and has big, strong muscles. The end. Yeah. yeah. And in the uh, canon of this story, she's out there trying to find oh, a pop That's how lore works. I thought you meant lore about Sarah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she's trying to find some hospitable planets, as I was thinking and meant to say. Yes. So that's what she's doing. Yeah, she's out doing that. And also uh, Sammy and Michael 
are the only two remaining red shirts who haven't died yet, uh, but they're definitely going to get blue shirts by the time they're done with this mission. Yeah. Congrats, hmm. guys. Congrats. And you'll definitely make it all the way through this mission alive. Because, <laughs> well, that's actually probably true because Sarah's going to take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> we will have more patrons to shout out next time and hopefully not dunk on them like I just dunked on these patrons. <laughs> But if you, dear listener, want to join the ranks of the Sticker Club or just the patrons in general, if you want to have a chance to get onto our Discord and give us aspect suggestions while we're recording, <laughs> you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop, where you could also potentially get things like biannual sticker packs and more, such as our current ongoing patron-exclusive campaign, Dumbledore's Delinquents, yeah. which Connor and JP are both part of. It's so good. That's pretty great. <laughs> A group of chaotic stupids get a hall pass to Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> now let's do a quick round of plugs. So we'll give our once per month shout out to Fanroll Dice. We have an affiliation with them. If you go to their website and use coupon code VroomVroomFifi, you can get 10% off your purchase. And some of that goes back to us, which is nice. We also have our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, a D&D 5e actual play going through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. Uh, we're in the middle of recording the final battle right now. Oh, snap. I just pulled some major druid shenanigans. And yeah. so if you want to hear what I mean by that, then go <laughs> check that out because it's it's a spicy final battle. Holy cow. I'm really enjoying it. Awesome. And uh, the other thing I'm going to shout out is a meme that I found on Instagram and once sent to Christian. <laughs> And it says, to understand millennials, you have to understand that the happiest time of our lives was the 142 days between when Shrek was released and 9-11. Mm. <laughs> those were, when people say the good old days, it was those days specifically. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's all I'm going to plug this time around. Thanks for joining us here in the world of Star Shrek. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Christian Randall. Accent aficionado. Connor Wood, there's something on the wing. Something. <laughs> Justin Porter, a.k.a. JP, and somebody once told me. <laughs> uh, much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Improv Tabletop. This is probably going to be the post credit scene, but I'm just going to read through a whole bunch of these suggestions that came through yes. during the middle of this session here. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, there's so many good ones <laughs> that we missed out just on. Just absolute bangers, unfortunately. Live long and foster some fairy tale creatures. Ah! <laughs> so good. I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. We got some group mind there. Yes. I'm a believer, not a doctor, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Also, hey. group mind. Set phasers to stank. Love it. Ogres have lasers. Ogres oh, okay, have lasers. that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's so good. Some of you will die, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> we have the best patrons. Holy oh, cow. so good.